Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. As always, I'm interested in how companies grow their businesses, do great branding, and kind of differentiate themselves in a crowded market. So on today's show, we're going to talk with kind of a growing garden company um, that a lot of uh, uh, Atlantans know that has a cult following called King of Pops. It sells popsicles. But then I also found out a couple of days ago that they sell Christmas trees, which I think is just absolutely fascinating. So we're going to talk to their CEO, Stephen Kars, and his director of marketing, Diego Torres, about how they have a popsicle company that also sells Christmas trees. And like, all of the great trends that they're seeing that allow, have allowed them to grow this, um, this, this cult following. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, Stephen, talk to us about the intersection of popsicles and Christmas trees and what you're learning about growing a great business. For sure. Yeah. So, every year around November, it happens to get colder outside. And somehow, over the last eight years, we realized that popsicle sales seem to decrease. So uh, we took this information and uh, tried to think of something that would be fun to do in the colder months. Uh, we happen to have a lot of jovial young folks that are used to kind of smiling and laughing with people. And we thought maybe they would make nice elves. So we called the business Tree Elves. Uh, we deliver and pick up Christmas trees dressed in elf outfits and try to have just a lot of silly fun with it while we're at it. Um, it was an attempt for us as a, business, you, as a business owner, you spend a lot of money on training. And the less turnover you can have, the better. So if you don't have quite as large of a gap, you can keep more people retained. And I can see the, the intersection from a trans, brand standpoint of both products bring people yeah. a lot of joy and happiness, right? For sure. Yeah, they make people happy. So what recommendations do you have for the CEOs listening to the show about Problem solving, right? So obviously, you know that was a something that came to mind. And then, um, what are the what are the trends that you're seeing in the market that you think uh, they should know? Yeah, I um, mean, as far as problem solving, I think there is just a general fear of trying something that you haven't seen before. Um, so I can say with I don't know a be- decent amount of certainty. I'm not positive that the, we're, we're the only popsicle company that also delivers trees. So there's not a manual <laughs> for it, um, and and I think just having the the confidence to follow through with with ideas that that you believe in is is really helpful. And it, it certainly was not easy in the first few years. We we learned some important lessons, but uh, we're on our way now and 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 doing really well with it. Um, as far as trends. Man, that's a big question. But I would say uh, the, the one thing I'm, I'm most passionate about, I think, is just getting as many people involved authentically as possible. And there's not like a, there's not a playbook for that because each, each individual is an individual. So they might be interested in doing different things. Um, so that's, that's like a thing you can wake up every day for forever and, and never have accomplished. But I think it's super important. When you say individual, you're talking about your employees or are you yeah. talking about your customers? I'm talking about the employees. Yeah, I think it starts with the employees. And Diego, how did you take on or how do you take on marketing popsicles you know, for one part of the year and then Christmas trees for another part of the year? Uh, well, 
this will be my first year dealing with Tree Elves. So I'm already planning that whole campaign and doing a little preview right now through our social platforms and doing things like this to get the word out a little bit more. So stay tuned for more. I will update you on the details. One thing that that he's worked on that's pretty fun is like... uh... I mean, it's a little bit elf on the shelf esque, but we'll just ha- we'll just be making pops, and then for some reason there'll be a random elf in the corner of your <laughs> of the photo, which has been pretty fun. <laughs> Naughty elf inspired. Naughty <laughs> elf. Okay, great. And one of the things you shared with me a little earlier, Stephen, is is your approach to to using the community to to build marketing yeah. and build and build your following. So share with us about that. Yeah, I mean, it happened kind of on accident. Four or five years ago, we started a yoga event. Uh, one of our Slingers, which is what we call the the employees out on the carts, was a a great yoga instructor, and we decided that would be a nice employee benefit to have her teach a yoga class. So we could come out and do it, and then so that happened, and then some folks. It was right off the belt line um, before the belt line had cement on it, but people would kind of stop by and see it, and then ask if they could join, and we we're like, no, oh, doesn't bother us. We're already here, and then after like kind of doing that for an entire year, we had a realization that it was kind of a opportunity for us to just do something bigger and really got a plan together on like kind of marketing it and pushing it. And it's now like, I don't know what to call it, a signature event of ours that people have really come to love that attracts anywhere from three, 400 people to, I mean, I think as high as 800 people. And we do a yoga event now in, in each of the cities that we're in. So seeing the success of that had inspired us to do more things and everything from art events to we have a run club, we've got trivia, we've got our field day that we do every year. Um, A lot of just random but fun stuff that I think our tribe, if you will, is beginning to just kind of chuckle to themselves and either decide to go or not but it's just nice and and then it's also like it it makes it easier for us to get involved with other great organizations like trees atlanta we just did a a really cool event with them that uh, we were able to kind of merge our pop art event with with something that they had going on and it was a lot of fun so but the cool thing is for me as like a leader in the company is that 90 percent of the things i have zero to do with that's it. That is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you we show when you show up and, and people are excited. It's and just, it works too. It works. It's like, oh God, they did this thing. I didn't pay any attention to it and yeah. it's working great. And, and and you say, Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm proud to be here, but then you can say pat someone on the back and say, They did this. Diego has a run club that he he was he was ambitious this year. We're like, let's do one day a week. He's like, No, nah, let's I need to run a little bit more and I'm gonna do two times a week. I'll do it <laughs> twice a week. So that's been fun. So you use a couple buzzwords that I that I I've heard a lot in, in branding and marketing lately. So you use the word authentic and you use the word tribe. Oh, yeah. Very buzzy. Yeah, very buzzy. How do you build an, uh, an authentic brand, right? And, and what does it mean for you to have a tribe? Yeah, I'll start with the authentic. I think it's super simple. Don't try to put on a front. I mean, what you're doing should be something you're proud of and you should just want to be telling people about exactly what you're doing. So I think that's the part about being authentic. And then the tribe part is 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 a lot more work. I think that's creating things that people want to be involved in. Um, and whether that's a product at a cart that they want to come pick up a pop and share with their friend or or come to a random event that has less to do with a popsicle. Um, I think creating things that people want to 
associate with and then talk about and also be proud of like kind of claim as their own is the is the ongoing struggle of building a tribe and then when you have it it's it's a lot of pressure to um not let people down and and kind of uh stay true to what they what they sign up for and what authentic. they kind of believed was they believed you were stay authentic yeah i'm hearing this this intersection um of two things so there's the strategy where you were obviously looking at your numbers and seeing seasonality and et cetera. And then there's this organic tribe thing, right? Yeah. That it's just kind of grown and there's morphing and you try things and they either do or don't work. Yeah. How do you merge those two approaches or do you? Yeah. How do you merge them? I think is tricky. I mean, obviously you have to make sure that I mean, if, if, if we were doing a trio business that was going to lose us a ton of money, we wouldn't continue to do it. So you have to be responsible. I mean, you have to think through, uh, does this make business sense? Um, do you have a, a, a rigorous planning process? <laughs> he laughs. Yeah. Uh, the word rigorous and yeah, definitely not. Uh, we're working on our, so we did, we did, we do have a budgeting process. Uh, everyone that I've ever talk to like peers about their budgeting process. I think my expectations are maybe too high, um, but we're, we're eight years in now, which is crazy. And we've seen solid growth every year. And then sometimes you just sign up for solid growth and you don't really have a way to attach why that is. You're just like, this has happened for the previous seven years. So that's been tricky to kind of be systematic and assign value to like, oh, well, we added SunTrust Park. We think it's going to be significantly busier than Turner Field because it's a new stadium and we've got this contract set up in a better way or something like that. Congratulations. Yeah. So I'm trying to be, we're trying to be more intentional about like why we think we're going to grow instead of just say, heck, it's happened before. Let's just sign up for it. So that's been, that's been tricky. But yeah, we're on the, we're on the learning side of everything. I mean, I think that is a part of our culture too is like, uh, we don't have like a smarty, whatever guy that we go and we just trust has all the answers. It's kind of like we're all figuring it out together. And if, I you, think if somebody fun. tells you that they're really smart and they have all the answers, you should run from them. <laughs> you should really that's run good from advice. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Diego, what, so what's your approach to, to being off, having an authentic brand and um, building a tribe for King of Pops? I think it's just the willingness to hear out your employees and, everyone is so creative there and have so many different interests. And I think that's what makes like King of Pop so great is that our leaders and Steven encourage us to, you know, raise our voices and give our opinions. And if we have an idea of something that ties into like our company culture properly, it, or, you know, just we think would be fun. They hear us out and they say, go for it. You know, I think the willingness to hear out your team and see, you know, what they're thinking is, definitely beneficial to any company. Hmm. And how do you, how do you uh, sift between the good I the ideas that you want to keep and the ones that you don't? Well, it's like, the, so the, the common interview question that, I, that we get is, what's the worst popsicle flavor you guys have ever made? So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you kind of don't know if it's good or bad until after you try it. Um, so, I mean, to a certain extent, like you can't do everything. So if someone says like, let's try to get our pops on the moon and it's okay i mean if you can figure that out that's great but that would uh, be if you could get nasa to take some of exactly. your popsicles that would be like really good 
yeah. good marketing act. So, I mean, yeah, so here we go. It's like, it's hard to say no when people are enthusiastic. But yeah, I think, I think it's just like uh, with the pops, it's like there's generally not very much to lose if you make a popsicle that's not amazing. Like you've got 30 more pops that we can give out to the employees for free. And it's the same thing with like a marketing gimmick. We're not going to uh, NBC and asking for a million dollar Super Bowl spot. Generally, what yeah. we're doing is saying like, oh, Diego, you want to stay an hour and a half late for work and work on a paper mache pinata? Great. Doesn't doesn't make a big difference if if, uh, if we kind of are, have this attitude of let's just give it a shot. Mm, yeah, very experimental culture. Yeah. All right. So I want to turn the conversation to talking about your culture. Listeners, we're talking to King of Pops, their uh, CEO and co-founder, Stephen Kars, and their director of marketing, Diego Torres. So in the second part of the show, we love to talk about culture and your approach to leadership and building a, a great team. So it seems to me like you have a very young, young, you know, yeah. set of employees. And we haven't talked a lot about millennials lately. Oh, um, in twenty. In uh, 2016, we talked about a lot. Yeah. Like me? Yes, Diego. It's like, he's like smiling. And you have such gorgeous dimples too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for many CEOs listening, you know, they're the, the millennial thing. Yeah. It's coming up. What's, wh- how are you uh, su- being successful in working with millennials? I don't know. I don't have a millennial strategy. I, I won't. I won't exaggerate and say that I do. I just. I think it's this. I, I have a just a people strategy, and I think it. It's. It's kind of a good bit what we've already talked about, but it's just engagement and kind of engagement on terms that are either their terms or else terms that are are hopefully both people's terms. Uh, and I think that's a lot of fun. If it it can be. And I'd like to, I mean, hear Diego's opinion on this. I think sometimes like the expectations are not defined enough. I think that's one thing that like I as a leader can do a better job of because I really want people to kind of like create this own, their own space. But I know like when you're new to a team, sometimes like you do want to kind of have a little bit more. Uh, so I think that's that's the balance is like figuring out engagement and people bringing their own ideas to the table and things that they're really excited to dive into. And then also not like this blue ocean of, I can literally do anything because we do feel that way. Um, but it's, it's, it can be a trap or, or a hard place for an employee to be if they're like showing up at work and just be like, yeah, just do anything about marketing. I mean, that's, a, that, that's also a tough challenge. So I wouldn't say I've got that figured out. I would just say it's something that we're working on. So I think you've heard the 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 pluses of of having all these this culture where we can kind of go after really anything um and it's it's more straightforward in a lot of our jobs like in the kitchen they know they have a number of pops to make and and usually an order of which flavors to make and when you go out and sell pops you've got a pretty direct job of show up at Piedmont Park positively engage with as many humans as possible and if they're interested in buying a pop transact the dollars for the pop but there's a lot of jobs that aren't like that. Um, and Diego's is certainly one of them where we have to kind of show up each day and decide what the, what the right thing to do is. So that, Diego, what's your thought on, on that question? What, are they, what, what is King of Pops doing to work well with your generation? Well, I can't stress enough the first statement that I said earlier on is that they're willing to listen to their team and 
that's something that drew me in right away. And they encouraged that, the encouragement to hear their employees out, regardless of their position. They'll hear them out and encourage more because they want to just know where everyone's mindset is. I think that's really great for the company itself and it's played out to their benefit. So I think that's great. And I think that's the biggest advice that I can yeah, say. Being is heard is really, it's really important and something that once you do the talking for a long time, you can forget what it is like to not be heard. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at that. He's probably like, he's pretty great. (laughs) He's great. But I I think, I think we all can kind of, if you're in a leadership position, I think it's very good to remember that you need to be doing a lot of listening. You can get really used to sitting at the end of the table and hearing your voice. And and, uh, I work on that a lot. So what happens when you are not true to being authentic? You know, Mm. we're all human, right? Things don't always go the you know, the way that you plan. And I don't know what your cultural pillars are. You know, it sounds like experimenting is one of them and certainly um, listening and empathy is another, but that doesn't always happen. And it can't always happen in every company all the time. So how do you adjust when, you know, something Things happens? That, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that still is authentic. Like, I, I don't think authentic means never making a mistake. I think it just would mean when you do make a mistake, acknowledge that you made a mistake um be transparent yeah i think people really appreciate that our audience definitely does mm. yeah which is it can good. be hard yeah and how, but yeah. how does that look give us an example i mean we've had we've had a lot of examples i think it internally i think when when you have like a, a team member that has has other things going on um and that's a reality that is always very difficult to face when you, you mean have, like their life life's happening. <laughs> they've got life going on and uh, they, they, they're, it's just not, there, there's things that aren't working with the, with their job responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think talking about that can sometimes be really hard. I think we could do a better job of that sometimes. Um, it's hard for everybody. Yeah. To communicate those things, which are so heavy. Like I'm, I'm getting like, uh, anxious thinking about it right now. But <laughs> when you have a team of, we have almost 250 employees. Um, when when you count the the, the part time workers and everybody, and it's just uh, that can be really challenging and hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's so much stuff that is when you're learning. I mean, that's like the downside of experimenting on things too. Um, I wouldn't say any of the events have like ever gone awry, but I know people have just been kind of disappointed with like, oh, I put all this energy into this and then we got a bad turnout. And I've like really tried to emphasize that that's okay. But there's a lot of, there's there's certainly a lot of stuff that is bad that (laughs) you're trying to avoid. And then I think talking about it is really hard. Mm. So what new and exciting is happening that you want to let us know about. Um, when can people start getting their Christmas trees from you? Yeah. And, and yeah, so what what can we look forward to in the next couple months? So, of King of Pops. Yeah, the next couple the, the next couple yeah. months are pretty tree elf heavy. Uh, we do have pops. Although it's been so warm here, I, I bet you're still so, selling some pops. <laughs> We're too, still right? selling some pops. We have Chomp and Stomp this weekend. And oh, the, uh, it'll be in my be, neighborhood. Yeah, which will be awesome. Tree elves deliveries start the day after Thanksgiving. You can. We also have a lot at Pont City Market where you can come by and pick out a tree if you want, which that'll be a lot of fun. 
we Diego probably knows a bunch of other stuff going on. One thing that I'm really proud of this year, um, as far as like, if you're thinking about wanting a job next year, um, we have a, what we call a surf break, which is from January 15th to February 15th. You get that time paid off if you work 800 hours or if you're full time. So uh, I'd like to kind of put that out there in the winter so people can be dreaming about it. And then we get all these amazing applicants to come work either in our kitchen or as a slinger or apply for, we've got a couple of job openings as well. That's always exciting. But I mean, the big thing definitely is tree elves. We're going to a meeting after this where we're going to be talking about elf stuff for the next eight hours. So hash it all out. Diego, do you even have your elf name yet? Fancy. Fancy the elf. I'm Chimney the elf. Uh, I think we've got Taco the elf is one of my favorite names. (laughs) We have a doodle. A lot of cute fun names. And we'll start answering the phone. I don't know when we start answering the phone with our elf names, but it gets fairly confusing slash fun um, around the office. So you have to learn two names, which is <laughs> difficult sometimes. Great, great. Well, listeners, we've been talking to King of Pops and uh, Tree Elves, their CEO, Stephen Karts, and their director of marketing, Diego Torres. It's been wonderful having you on the show, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so uh, this is CEO Exclusive. I'm your host, Soyini Coke, and I hope you have a prosperous, productive, and very profitable week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.